What's good, everyone? Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Love Tariva podcast. I am Tariva Crum, and this podcast is produced in conjunction with my blog, lovetariva.com. And this is the space where we celebrate the beauty and the mess of healing. Okay, you guys. Um, Okay, yeah, so I know that I was on a little hiatus, okay? I think I was gone for two weeks, and, you know, it, it's it's for good reason. Not that, that I need a reason, okay? But um, it was for good reason. So the first week I shared on Instagram that I was having some health issues, and so I just needed to rest and listen to my body. And the second week, which is pretty cool, um, I booked a gig with Netflix, so... I was on set for two days, but the two days that I was on set, they were 12 hour shifts. And also, um, you know, I had to go in on those other days for wig fittings, costume fittings, COVID tests. So it was a pretty busy week. Um, My first day on set, I was there from 4 p.m. until 4 a.m. is is when um, my shoot wrapped. And then the next day it was from 5 p.m. until about 6.30 a.m. in the morning. So you can imagine that I was completely wiped. Um, And it took me a few days to like get back into a normal sleep schedule. Um, So it was a very exhausting week. It was incredibly fun and I'm very grateful. I mean, very grateful because, you know, because of Netflix, okay, your girl will be able to pay her rent on time next month, okay? So I am not complaining at all, but um, that is why I took some time away from this space. Um, But I have uh, been so thankful for each of you. Um, So many of you reached out and said, hey, where's the podcast? You know, what's happening? So I really thank you because it it feels really good to know that your absence is noticed, you know, so really thank you guys for that. Okay, now I am going to do something that I never do to my own detriment, according to my friends. So because I do care about this blog, I do care about this podcast, I put a lot of time and energy into it. This feels so incredibly uncomfortable. But if you appreciate this podcast as well, would you do me a favor please, could you just pause and leave a little review? That's all. Or you can share it with a friend. Um, or you can send me a text and let me know that you appreciate it. Um, you know, I I really do care a lot about this work that I'm doing. And um, I think that a big part of my, my healing process is um, putting more of myself out into the universe um, and also asking for what I need, whether that's um, acknowledgement or whether that's support or whether that is um, time out. You know, I just got to have a great time with one of my, what has become one of my closest friends here in Atlanta. Um, uh, you know who you are. And we just had a great time. And every time that we are together, it's just this beautiful energy of reciprocity where we're able to support one another, we're able to listen, we're able to, um, you know, gas each other up. And I just, I didn't realize how much I needed that. So I'm just putting out there into the universe and into the ears of whoever is listening. You know what I mean? Like, hear me and deliver. 
please. So, um, <laughs> and that still felt really uncomfortable. It, it feels incredibly uncomfortable to ask for what I need still, because there, I think that there is just the, um, the cycles that sometimes we go through where even if we're asking for what we need, there is very low expectancy that those things will come through, you know, but I'm trying to change that paradigm for myself. Realizing that I'm not in the same space today that I was yesterday, you know? So um, I'm going to try to keep this pretty short. I hope that the audio sounds really great because I'm trying out a new space right now. Please let me know if it doesn't. I had a really great friend who is one of my nearest and dearest, keeps it real with me, love him to death, told me that my last podcast sounded like dog shit. Um <laughs> He didn't actually say that, um, but I was trying something new and he, he heard that. So, you know, if you hear it, if you see something, say something, right? Isn't that like the rule in the airport or something? Um, so yeah, just just let me know, y'all. I'm I'm not too sensitive. I am an artiste. I'm used to critiques. Um, I'll cry in private on my own. But uh, today, you know, it's a really good day, you guys. I'm feeling good. Um yeah, like, you know, I'm in my pink. If you see me in pink, you know, it's it's a mean girl's moment. I just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself. So I'm in my pink today. Um, you know, I'm about to put some press on nails on now that I don't have to be violining. Oh yeah. So my Netflix gig was, um, it was a actor slash violinist uh, spot. So don't have to do anything with my instrument for a little bit. So I'm about to pop some nails on. Gonna go get a pedicure tomorrow. I intended to do that today, but I didn't. But do you know why today is a good day? Do you know why? Okay, you guys, today is October 13th. And two years ago, I got a phone call from a lawyer. And she said my divorce was finalized. And my God, I could not have imagined that this is where I would be after two years of getting that phone call. I remember that day so vividly. Um, and, you know, I, honestly, that day is was kind of the beginning of my processing everything um, in such a transparent way for myself because I really wanted to document my mental health. I really wanted to document how I was navigating through this very new season of life. And um, I was going to share that and I, I decided not to because I wanted to share something that was fresh and raw and that was exactly where I am today because I have been having so many conversations with wonderful people, some strangers, some friends who are where I was two years ago. And I feel so cheesy being like, you know, I have so much hope for you. Um, but it's because I have gone through and navigated through so much of this shit. And now that I am two years out, I feel fucking invincible. And that's not to say that I don't have really hard and really shitty days. But there is something um, incredibly invigorating about seeing how seeing what can happen in 
you know, what feels like a very short span of time, you know? So I'm not going to talk too much more about this. I'm just going to get into this blog post and this blog post is happy anniversary. Today marks the two year anniversary of my divorce. What a wild fucking incredible ride this has been. Incredible is the most accurate descriptor that I can think of. The extreme highs and lows that I've experienced have been completely unimaginable. And funny enough, two years later, two years older, two years of single parenting, two years of seeing my ex-partner as nothing more than my children's other parent, I realized that it was my imagination, the part of my being that invigorated by hope and fear that creates beautiful or horrific film strips in my mind. It was my imagination that both propelled me and caused me such a great deal of harm. My imagination kept me paralyzed in a decayed marriage, paralyzed and restrained from healing, paralyzed by the overwhelm of what could happen, redemption or destruction, My imagination kept me in a continual state of creating fantasies that were built on unfounded hope and catastrophizing the unfavorable possibilities until they were so dark that any scenario that was less than the ideal seemed to collapse on top of me, crushing and pulverizing me into a mound of nothing. I wish I could have looked into the future two years ago and saw everything that would come to be. I wish I would have known that while I was generating the horrific film strips in my mind, my physical reality was already its own kind of hell. My imagination kept me in limbo between what could never be with hopeful fantasies and what could only come to be if I did not survive what already was. I wish I would have known that I would survive it all. I remember asking my best friend months after divorce in tears, did you expect that this is the way my life would end up? She's known me since I was 12. I'm so grateful that even through the melodrama, she always knows how to be gentle and honest, no matter the cost and how to meet me where I am. And after a short pause, she responded, I knew that you wouldn't be unhappy forever. It took me months to process that statement. My best friend said that to me when I was in the deepest depths of my depression. At that point, my depression, though diagnosed by my therapist, was medicinally untreated. I'd called the suicide prevention hotline several times. I was the poster child for unhappy. And yet my best friend, the only person in this world who truly sees all of me, and loves all of it just the same, could see that this devastation was the start of something that would lead to my happiness. She saw this as a pathway for me to emerge as something beautiful and powerful, something that I could not yet imagine. When I really began considering divorce, I would have weeks where I felt cloaked in guilt and shame. I felt selfish and unloving, And I would convince myself that those things were so. My mind would fill itself with images of my children crying and angry and becoming juvenile delinquents. 
I imagined my ex-partner smiling and finding a wife who he found easy to love and was excited to spend time with. I imagined that I would become destitute. I'd see images of myself strung out on drugs. I saw myself as being without professional skills and considered if I had it in me to consider dancing or some other sex work adjacent job to make ends meet. I imagined my children lacking the basic necessities. I imagined a long, drawn-out, painful, and contentious divorce. I saw myself being alone and withering away. I feared that I would lose the familiarity that I felt with my ex-partner. In a nightmare once, I dreamt that I was on the side of the road, homeless, and my ex drove by with my children in the car. He looked at me in my eyes and drove away. I saw myself in an empty home during Christmas and Thanksgiving. I saw myself becoming an alcoholic. I saw myself taking my life. The interesting thing is that many of those fears have come to be. Not because I manifested it, but because they were inevitable. And I survived. My children have survived two years of transition. I have supported them through extra compassion and my undivided attention when they need me and are with me. I spent weeks finding a therapist who utilized play therapy to meet them where they were and worked odd jobs and gigs to cover my part of the costs, in addition to paying for my own very expensive therapy out of pocket. I survived being alone. In fact, I realized that I prefer it. I realized that I can be alone even on holidays. A low-key but big flex for me has been the fact that I can say without boasting that I have the option of having sexual partners, dating partners, relationships, sugar daddies, listen, the propositions that I get. (laughs) And yet, I have such a deeply anchored contentment and admiration for myself that I'm not letting anyone in right now to fuck that up. I feared being alone and now I choose it. How many people are courageous enough to focus all of their spare time and energy solely on themselves, to learn themselves, to learn how to please themselves in every facet, to learn how to see themselves, to actually take the time to heal? I don't know, but I'm one of them and I'm damn proud of it and proud of what I've discovered. I'm also incredibly proud to know that when I do feel excited about starting a relationship in the future, that I'll be able to say with integrity that I took the time to heal and to process my 11-year marriage and I will be equipped to begin a new chapter with an untainted wholeness. My ex and I sit in silence at soccer games with my daughter bouncing between the two of us. We walk past one another at school functions like strangers. I couldn't tell you what his face looks like anymore. We look past one another. The familiarity dissipated quickly like morning dew on fields of grass. It looks beautiful while it was there, but once it's gone, it's gone. This is what I feared and I'm surviving it, perhaps thriving because of it. We are the parents that other parents can tell are divorced. The parent of my child's friend came up to me a few weeks ago and asked in a whisper, you're divorced from the dead, right? I smiled and replied, that is true. (laughs) She looked at me in confusion at first and then relief. She shared with me her journey and asked if we could meet for coffee. 
In the past four months, I've had two friends finalize divorces, and I've had three conversations with strangers about their temptations to leave their marriages. In all of the conversations that I've had, I found one common thread. We are all creating a story of what could happen. And it's always fucking awful, like fucking Friday the 13th, Candyman, Jason, Chucky, all mixed up and fucking awful. In one conversation, I summarized to my new friend, so you're afraid for your kids. You're afraid of being alone and never finding love. You're afraid that your family won't support you. And you're afraid of the financial uncertainty. She nodded. And then I asked, Aren't your friend, your kids already being negatively impacted by your staying in your marriage and seeing you unhappy and fighting? Aren't you already lonely and though married, you're afraid that you'll never feel loved? You said you've talked to your family about divorce and that they already don't support you or your wellness now. And y'all are already having financial struggles. So, and we stared at each other for a very uncomfortable 30 seconds. I immediately felt like I'd overstepped my bounds because I could have just projected the shit out of this situation. But when I found the courage to look back at her face, I saw the tears welling up. I reached across to give her hand a squeeze and felt the tears stinging in my own eyes. Isn't what we fear a hyperbolic version of what we already have? I've learned that my imagination can either be used to create a beautiful fucking life that guides my steps and springs into manifestation, or a complete mindfuck that destroys any momentum and leaves me paralyzed in fear. As Friar Lawrence states in Romeo and Juliet, within the infant rind of this small flower, poison hath residence and medicine power. Yep, that's my fucking brain. (laughs) Yours too ready to heal or slaughter. We can imagine the worst things because we already have some experience with them. The nightmares of our lives are the amplified snapshots of our experienced discomforts and traumas. We magnify them so that we can see them a mile away and attempt to avoid them. But within that same flower, perhaps needing to be unearthed, is the divine longing that has been knitted into the very fabric of our creation. The longing to experience all that we are, to experience love and acceptance and a place and a people to call home, to experience pleasure and safety and comfort and peace, to experience power, the power to imagine and to speak into being. We see the beautiful things in our imaginations and we hold on to them to create seemingly lofty dreams because we know, no matter how deep down, we know that those beautiful things can come to be. That innate knowledge is what keeps us going, even when we don't know how we will survive. It is what made my best friend know without a doubt that I would not stay unhappy forever. The lofty dreams that I had... They, like some of my fears, have come to be. All of the beauty that I imagined came less in images and more in a desire to feel. To feel supported, seen, safe, passionately loved and cared for and protected. 
I never could have imagined that I would need to go through a divorce to experience my deepest needs being met. Through devastation, through the loss of my planned life partner, I found wholeness. I found my strength and my power, my will to live. I'm fighting the urge to say the cliched, I found myself, because it's not quite that. It's that I found the me who can create and recreate me as many times as need be. I found the divine that can seemingly turn nothing into fucking everything. And that's all me. I never could have imagined it. But it is absolutely incredible. So cheers to me on this momentous day of surviving it all. May you create beautiful stories of what could happen anchored solely in the truth of your existence. May we all be the divine creators of our own imaginations. May we know without a doubt that we will not stay unhappy forever. Love, Tariva. So um, I hope that the audio doesn't sound too drastically different because I definitely had to get myself together after that. Um, I did not expect to have such an emotional response. And, you know, I think that I definitely have to remind myself and I wish that I would have had the words to say this when I had those conversations that I discussed in this blog post about, you know, meeting with people who are considering leaving marriages. Um, I have to remember that two things, two very opposing feelings and two very opposing experiences, um, those things can, can both be true and they can all happen simultaneously. You know, and so I can feel great relief and pride and joy and excitement um, for this anniversary of of being divorced and for having all of this potential and um, abundance at my fingertips for my life. And I can also acknowledge that um, what a sad What a sad uh, point in life to be at where um, you leave something that you had so much um, hope for, you know, and um, I think I haven't really taken the time to consider when I wrote this, you know, I was in a really good space Um, and I think that I didn't feel uh, as sentimental as I'm feeling now, but I think saying the words out loud and realizing um, the journey, not only my own, you know, journey of self, but the journey and the transition and the the shifts and changes that relationships can can go from, you know, and I think that that is the thing that is possibly the the scariest when leaving a relationship is that you know that things will never be the same and you know that your perspective will shift and you will have the space to see things for what they really are and you will also have to the space to see things for what they actually were you know when you leave a relationship you 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 leave and you take off blinders and um and that that's tough 
to to recognize and to uh, to acknowledge. And so, you know, I think just reading that out loud kind of put those things into perspective for me. But um, I do want to end. I'm feeling incredibly sentimental right now, but um, I do want to end with some a practice of gratitude because I recognize that, um, you know, if I did not have some people in my life, I truly don't believe that I would be here. And that sounds incredibly drastic, but it is very, very true. Um, so I just want to take a minute to say thank you to some people. I will keep it to first names for privacy's sake, although a lot of the people have very unique names. Um, but, and I hope that I don't forget anyone because this is not written out. This is just a spur of the moment listening to my heart. Okay. Um, but I want to say thank you to my very best friend, my sister, my soulmate, my everything, um, Karima. Thank you to Morgan. Thank you to Katie and Kate and Constance and Sharif. And um, thank you to Stephen and Kevin. And um, I hope I'm not forgetting people. Michelle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for, for every gig <laughs> that I booked that gave me some self-validation. Um Thank you to my grandmother, who um, is my angel and continues to watch out for me, even on the other side. Um, and I know that I, I miss so many people. Thank you to my brothers, um, my sister. I know that I'm missing so many people, but I'm just so grateful right now. You know, I truly did not think that I would make it to this point. And, you know, the day that I got the news that my divorce was finalized, I felt so incredibly numb. So numb. Um, I think I just like went home and made myself a dinner and like drank like a whole bottle of Chardonnay or something. Um, and I just didn't want to think about what that looked like. And um, man, I just, I, as I said so many times in this blog, I just never would have imagined that I could be here. So I am so grateful. And I do hope that whatever transition you are considering, um, whether it be the ending or the start of a relationship, the ending or the start of a career, the ending or the start of creating boundaries, um, whatever those things are, um, you have the power to create that story. Uh, so I, I just am so grateful for you guys. Um, I hope that you know that you are worthy of all of the good and beautiful things that this world has to offer. So go out and get that shit. <laughs> Love, Teresa. Mwah. <laughs>